gonna ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This much is fucking good at social dynamics and relationships. That's like a shot of a dip. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip taken right from the YouTube live sesh. I opened it up to questions on dating, relationships, social dynamics, anything in the world of human interaction. So you guys can join those live sessions over on YouTube basically every Friday, 10 a.m. Australian Central Standard Time, for the time being anyway. Now, if you guys would like to receive a quick sip of social dynamics every Friday, you can sign up to the free weekly email newsletter, The Bowl Sip. Every week, I send out a free article on Fridays. That's actually taking me quite a bit of time to write nowadays. They used to be pretty quick, but now I go real deep into them. I also use it as a way to update the resources of wisdom, which you guys can find at boldojo.com. So any quotes I found that week, uh, any music, updates to the Panda Emperor Sexy Time playlist or the We Take 9000 playlist, you know, all those things, anime, documentaries, movies, anything that's going to the resources of wisdom, you can stay up to date with that through the bowl sip so all you have to do to sign up to it is just head to boldojo.com slide your email in and then check your inbox for the confirmation email and also for all emails going forward if you don't think you've received it on friday just check your promotions folder in gmail or your spam folder in outlook etc because basically any email that has links in it gets automatically thrown into the uh, promotions thing so if you don't think you got it, just check those folders, okay? Now, if you guys are looking to dive into a little bit of deeper educational content, you can head over to boldoja.com and number one, pick up the brand new guided meditation, Eternal Energy. It's a deep dive into who you are and a guiding hand into evolving beyond. Featuring five tracks. Number one, cultivating your scented energy. Number two, revealing your darkness. Number three, creating your light. Number four, unlocking your sexual flow. And finally, wrapping things up with the fifth track, One Energy returning you back to the hole. It took me a solid two months to produce that bad boy and it's an absolute journey. So if you would like to dive into something a lot deeper, go ahead and pick that up at boldoja.com. Along with that, if you are looking to get your day game sorted, your social dynamics sorted, if you've been walking down the street and you're seeing a beautiful woman, you just don't know what the hell to do with yourself, well then I've got you covered there as well. Adam's Crash Course Kick-Ass Day Game eBook is also available at boldoja.com. Quick action guide. Most importantly, it is not a sit in your chair at home and read and then go hmm that sounds theoretically reasonable you need to actually get out there and apply that's what it's intended to be used when i created it it was meant to be something you go out with come home with reference with in terms of real world action it just doesn't really make sense until you're actually going out there and meeting people so that's what it's intended for you want to use it as your uh, teacher as your guide as your kind of pseudo adam along your journey. Along with that, I highly recommend pairing up a 30-day challenge with it. Anyone who buys the ebook, you just need to check your emails within 24 to 48 hours afterwards. I personally email basically everyone with a little tips for the ebook. And in that email, I recommend you get on a 30-day challenge and pair that with the ebook. Uh, it's just it harkens back to how I got my journey and how I corrected my life at the beginning, corrected my social freedom, freedom of choice in my dating life came through the 30-day challenge it's powerful so that's what i highly recommend and if you guys want more uh information on the 30-day challenge i often drop links in that email as well and then finally for those that are really looking to dive deeper create action plans bust through their limiting beliefs i do offer one-on-one skype coaching 
the bowl inside is probably the best way to go, which is for my deeper level clients who sign up to packages. Packages are completely customizable to you based on frequency, based on volume. But basically what bowl inside members get over once off Skype sessions is number one, priority messaging. They get access to my private WhatsApp number and within 24 hours, I will respond to them outside of Australian weekends based on anything. They need feedback on a situation they're dealing with this girl, this guy, family members, business relationships, etc. Want to check that text conversation, want to send me that audio, I'm going to be there for them. The second benefit Bowl Insiders get is priority bookings, which basically means you get fast-tracked that if you want to get in a session today and maybe someone was 50-50 about it, well, you get that session. You get your session times prioritized above everyone else. And especially for my clients uh, around the world with arranging time zones, it proves to be quite beneficial. So if you are interested in diving into the Bowl Inside packages, then you can just hit me up at bowldojo.com. In the product section, you find all the links there and actually the links to everything I've just spoken about, guided meditation, ebook, all at bowldojo.com. Just hit the product section and I'll see you soon. Now, if you guys would like to support this channel directly, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link. You can do this two ways. Number one, on bowldojo.com, in the Boulderjo podcast section, there's actually a donate straight through the website uh, link right in that section there. So you guys can get that. Or you can also just go straight to PayPal, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, Adamui, and you can donate anything that you wish. And I just want to say that whether you donate through the Super Chat on YouTube or you do it directly through the website or PayPal, anything that you donate is so greatly appreciated. It just helps keeping this show going. It lets me know that you guys truly value it. So thank you so much for all that have donated in the past and for all that will in the future. Anthony Kanchesta. And with all that being said, let's finally dive into social Q&A live. Yosha! Moshere. Moshere. However, I understand for Justin and for very young guys, that might not make a lot of tactical sense as to how. How would I do that? How would I become that person? The sex, the lineage of sexiness. Let's kick it off with that story then. Will we? Will we? Or do we, we want to get Justin's message first? Because we're going to go dive back into Justin's message. So yeah, we'll do this first, then we'll get to these stories. Okay. So addressing the other part of Justin's messages, which is very tactical actually, which is that the Syrian girl at work, she's really cute. He said that he felt she was really attracted. Chatting a bit of banter, got her Snapchat. She accidentally, accidentally snapped him a photo of her kissing her boyfriend. It was supposed to be sent to her sister. Yeah, I would definitely question the accidental nature of that. I know it's easy to accidentally send things to people on Snapchat from when I used to use Snapchat like four years ago. I know it's possible, but that seems a little too convenient. It's definitely possible it could have been an accident, but I'm leaning to the side of that it was intentional. What gives me that idea is because he then went on to say, hang on, when they met back up at work like the next day or something, hold on, I'll get this, it's, it's here, here we go. He saw her today and he kept, well that and some, a couple of days later, and he kept getting the vibe or impression that she doesn't want me to stop talking to her. In my mind, I'd rather not be just friends. Is this unwise? So this is a whole different can of words, right? This is a very tactical shit we've got to get into here. So that's what gives me reason to think that 
uh, unless he's absolutely insane, which I don't think he is, if he can read social cues to any level and we're giving him the benefit of the doubt that he at least have has enough social acuity to recognize when a woman's kind of pressing on him. You know, for all of these Mr. Nice guys that have no social acuity, they at least know that. The even hard cases know when a girl wants them to do something about it. They might not know what to do or how to do it, but most guys can recognize when a woman is at least kind of egging him on a little. You know, And I don't think this guy is the hardest case of all hardest cases anyway. So that's why I'm pretty confident in it. So that's the situation with the Syrian girl. But however, there's a few other more things we need to keep in mind now that we're going to address the sexuality of things with Justin. He said he's been with four girls in total. However, not had sex with any of them. Complete full sexual penetration. Has had one serious monogamous relationship at 15. He's currently 21, six years ago. Maybe seven, depending on maximum seven years ago. Did everything with her, but didn't have full, complete sexual penetration. Still hasn't told me why. It's not. It's becoming less relevant now. I'd still like to know why from a coaching perspective. But anyways, let's just, that's what it is. Has had one other attempt at having full sexual penetration, possibly. Possibly. But it was when he was 19, four years later, which means it was about three years ago, two to three years ago. He was drunk. He couldn't get it up. He got ED. She was really keen. He wasn't because tired and drunk, etc. Understandable. Well, not acceptable, but understandable for sure. So he says it's not a good, it's not a big deal for him that he hasn't done full, hasn't had full sexual connection the whole way. Where do we begin with this? Oh, I know you guys want to hear the sexual lineage of things. Okay, sexual lineage of things then. Well, okay, that's a story with these two different women. Let's pause that for just one more moment. Hold on. Because there's a question I need to ask you guys before we tell that story. What is the red flag with Justin's perspective around it not being an issue that he hasn't experienced full sexual progression the whole way full play with any girl yet in his 21 years of experience? Now, don't get confused with this in thinking that what's the difference between that and a virgin? And you don't go that hard on virgins, Adam. Well, you don't give us the idea that there is an issue with that virgins, and I don't. I'm fine if you're a virgin at 25, 30. That's fine. That's not the case, though, here today. The case here today, and I've made great pains to remind you of his sexual progression over the last 21 years of life, which is that he's had four sexual experiences with four different girls, but the only two meaningful ones he gave me specifics on was one relationship where they've done everything but have full sexual penetration, and one 19-year-old experience in which that he they he could have, like they did a lot, but because drunk, ED, etc., they didn't have full sexual penetration. So that's not a virgin. Like in terms, like it technically is a virgin, but it's not the story of a virgin. Most virgins who are and clients, I've got a lot of clients that are virgins, most of them don't have a lot of sexual experience in general. A lot of them haven't scarcely made out with a girl. That's the normal virgin story. That's the 8 out of 10 virgin story. So Justin's here is different. So if I say to you that there is an issue with Justin's perspective of there being, of him saying it's not a big deal, like he's not so concerned, it's not a focal point or it's not something he's actively trying to correct, which is... 
why there hasn't been sexual penetration the whole full way with four different experiences leading up to 21 years old. There's something to be played into there. And I will also just mention one other thing while you guys chomp on that for a second. Why is that an issue? Where there be an issue? You don't necessarily need to answer that right now because I've got to tell this other sexual story, but it needs to be in your mind. He then also said and went on to say, he has approached very few women in cold approach. Only during the day though. And when he says very few, let's say two or three girls maybe. Two, three, four, maybe, right? Maybe that's what he meant when he said four girls. Maybe he's approached four girls. He regrets not going all the way with that girl when he was 19, but he was drunk. He really struggles with the concept of being worthy for women, not having the value he should have at his, at his age. And there's something about the sexual experience, sexual experience though. Here we go. And he says that being that I've never had sex, he doesn't think it's a big deal personally. But when he thinks about other people's perspectives, particularly girls, it must lower their attraction a little bit if they know or find out or if he tells them. Okay, that's all the context you guys need for this next section of developing sexual inner value or the inner value that is derived through sexual confidence and what happens there. Let's get to the sexual lineage. (laughs) Sexy, the lineage of sexiness. So, fucking A, it's Sunday yesterday. I was uh, having some just deep, deep meditative, just destroy yourself type moment. I'm lying on my bed, the window's blasting open. It's very cold air, deep sun's coming in. It's a perfect combo. Somehow, I just for some reason got the impulse to start playing Stevie Huang's uh, playlist on Spotify. This is Stevie Huang, old school R&B guy. And uh, the, the way we used to be started playing. It's a great song. It's just swirling vibes, a lot of wind outside. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go for a walk right now. I go outside. I take a walk. You just, I'm just playing the, playing the context of yesterday and the vibe that I'm in. So I'm very chill, very relaxed. I go for a walk around the neighborhood, about 40-minute walk on the back end of it. I'm going past like just a nice, quiet side street, nice area. There's a house. Two houses. Well, it's like a, it's like a street, street of houses. But open, open garden, open gardens on both, so you can see through to the front doors. And as I'm walking through on the right, this absolute woman of women walks out of the front door. It's just so sexy. She's probably about 30, maybe. I'll say 30, 32. And she, oh, maybe that's pushing it. It might have been late 20, late 20s to early 30s. It's hard to tell, though, but she was bodied up. She had... She had an ass like I haven't seen in a while. Like it was legit. And she was put together all over though. And she was wearing the clothes that would show it as well. Extremely tight black tights and uh, and a very short crop top. She walks out of the front door and turns right to go to the fence neighboring her other her neighbor. But she's holding a dog. And she doesn't see me as I walk by. Like I, I'm they're probably about 20 meters back from the street. And she just like, well, apart from the sexiness of her body and like her physical stature, it was her energy. She just belts out this extreme 
one some of the most feminine voice I've ever heard. It was like listening to like an angel, and it was she was just like, oh, she's like, thank you so much, and I'm like, not at me, but to her neighbor who's across the fence, and it's just like I melt a tree. As I saw her come out of the door, I was then going past a tree, so I couldn't see the neighbor. But all I, so all I could hear was her just thanking her neighbor for something. But it was just in the most feminine, angelic voice. It was so feminine. And I just melted. I, was, I actually physically went into octopus mode. I went into jellyfish mode. Where I was just like, oh, like that. It was like a real physical response because it was, it was just some shit, right? And then I keep walking because I want to say what's going on here. I keep walking, and well, I'll be walking that way anyway, but I, I'm turning my head now to like see what's going on. And then the neighbor she's talking to is just the 20-year-old version further of her, the 20-year-older version of her, who's her neighbor. And, and it's like they're at the fence. Obviously, they had given each other something. They exchanged some kind of whatever. She's just given back maybe a, the sauce bottle open. I don't know what it is, something. But, but the neighbor, because if you've got to imagine as I'm walking past, the girl that just walked out, the 30-year-old that just walked out of the door, she can't really, her back and shoulders kind of to me. But the neighbor on the other side of the fence can look, can see me directly coming. This, uh, the, let's just call her sexy grandma. We call her sexy grandma then. Even she probably could be at that point, but don't think like super old. Like she is older, but only by about twenty years. She's probably fifty. Sexy grandma addresses me like eye to eye, and she goes, "Hey, how's it going?" Like really loud again. Super feminine voice. Like, but she's like super attractive as well. But now on a different level, not sexually, but spiritually. This is what I want to get into the difference between sexual and spiritual attraction. But but I get fucking lit up and I'm like, I like yell back out. I'm just like, hey, how you going? And that gives reason, that gives attention to the actual, to the 30-year-old who then directs attention to me and says hey to me as well. But the sexy grandma or 20, 50-year-old goes out of her way to address me again while the other younger female was trying to address her. So it's like she made, what I'm trying to paint here is that not only did she say hey, and I'm like, hey, her back. And she goes, hey, she really wants to know, how, how are you today? How are you going today? And I'm like, I'm fucking good, enjoying the sun. And I hope you guys have a great day. And I keep walking, right? But pause. Small interaction. Yet when I rewind through it and I left it, well, hang on. When I walked past the next, next five steps, I was lit up on two different levels, sexually and spiritually. And when I walked away, I went back just going, like, I actually like started doing this. <laughs> I started clapping. I started going, I cannot believe what just happened. I'm like, how can that be? How can that possibly happen in one scenario? We're going to unpack it for Justin here in a second. But but I walked after that going like, yes, that's what feminine energy should be. That's the lineage of feminine energy. That's a woman that holds her value longer past, even when she's on the back end of her physical value, physical looks are starting to decline but she's upholding a different type of value that will incline. And, but it's like, but I'm seeing, I got to see women in her physical prime and the, and the older one who's 20 years past that when the physical prime's dying off, but is increasing her uh, intrinsic spiritual prime and spiritual value. And it's like, but I received both 
and they're both just as valuable. And it's like one was missing the other, but one had the other that the other didn't have, which made it just so fulfilling. And it was only a very short, I would say maximum in actual logistical time, probably a 15 second interaction, yet what I derived from it stays with me today. And it's so inspirational that I started clapping and the sun was coming down, the wind was swirling. And I was just like, I was like, oh, I cannot believe it. I was actually like walking down the street going, I can't believe that. Just, I was like, oh my gosh, it's inspirational. It's absolutely inspirational. So let's rewind this, the experience. Rewind what was going on there. I wanted to talk, the reason why I brought this up was sexual and spiritual value. What you need from women at different stages in your progression, we get that and what they can provide, and what that does for your learning, what that does from your growth, talking about Justin's internal sexual development. And why do we bring this up? Because we mentioned a lot of deep metaphysical, not even metaphysical, just deep, deep macro principles that Justin and I think are well and good, but how do I actually do those things when we talked about developing intrinsic value? Oh my gosh. Let's start at square one. Justin, you said that you have almost no cold approach experience in cold human interaction. Like three or four. But you're 21. Obscene. Obscene. I can't believe this. However, let's change that next year. This year, this month's almost wrapped up. All right, and I'm careful to use these fake terms known as years. However... Let's say, let's say if we're going to entertain the concept of time, 2021 is coming up closer, 2020 is coming to a wrap. We're going to change that in 2021. You're very concerned with what women will think about your lack of sexual penetration and full connection with women sexually. If I was to take you into the experience I had just yesterday – with the lineage of sexiness in which that you literally, I literally saw a 30 year old and who she will become at 50 if she continues to uh, develop herself and who the 50 year old probably once was in terms of physical prep. And not that she was unattractive, the 50 year old, but she was very attractive in a very different way. If I was to bring you into that interaction, I wonder to what level you would have inspired the same reaction. What practitioners, who people who don't practice social dynamics don't know, is that, and if you weren't there in the scenario, if you, if you have no experience of cold interaction, you probably would brush over that story and go, it doesn't seem like there's a lot to learn from that. Or it doesn't seem like a lot happened. But actually, everything happened over 10 years of social dynamics packaged into one moment. Because of the emotional response, the reconfirmation of existence, the reciprocation of social connection and communication between the two of us, that that doesn't happen without a certain level of experience in cold interactions. Or if you're a natural. If you're a natural, different story. I was not a natural coming up. I was not a natural coming up, and that's why I thought I was going to bring up the infield audio breakdown of that story, of that thing I mentioned before, which is starting to sound like it makes more sense why I bring it in. 
But I just want to, I just, I visualize after that story, sorry, after that moment, I visualize walking back home. I wonder what would happen if I brought Justin into this because I knew, I read his story days ago. What would happen if I brought an absolute beginner into that and I wasn't there with him, but I could just be a third eye in the perspective. So walking down the street, intimate, ridiculously attractive woman who lives in this house, right? And, and, uh, comes out with a little dog and comes over to the neighbor and it's just ridiculous, like ridiculous in terms of a feminine presence, both in the voice but also in the body and just her energy. But then across the fence from her is the neighbor that is 20 years ahead of her but gives you a different type of attraction spiritually that when she addresses, well, that's the question is that is asked. That's the question that runs through my mind is that does that 50-year-old address him? Because if you guys go back through the story, it wasn't that I jumped the fence and went up to them and said, hey, my name's Adam. It wasn't that I didn't even jump the fence, but I just yelled out saying, hey, what's going on? You know, I, I didn't reach out at all. I didn't reach out at all. The sexy grandma, 50 year, 50 year old, spiritually attractive, but also she was, I don't want to give you the impression that she wasn't physically attractive. She was, but it was in her energy more so in spiritually that she addressed me and not only addressed me to the point in which that she was trying to pull me in in terms of she was really trying to engage me to the point where she was almost ignoring the younger, her, uh, her younger Philly version. I look back on that experience and I go, if you don't know social dynamics, if you don't hold yourself in a certain way, if you don't have a certain level of intrinsic value, I'm not sure if that gets reciprocated. I don't think that gets reciprocated. I don't think that that the older version would have paid attention to me at all. And then coincidentally, even if that did happen, if the younger one, 30-year-old, would also reciprocate. It's, it's a point that if you do not go out, would never be understood. If you do not meet people, would never be understood. And the best way of me trying to relate it to those who don't understand is if you've ever been in a bar and you look across at a girl from across the bar and you know she's attracted, how does that happen? How could that happen? How could two people become attracted to each other or at least uh, signal and communicate signals of social dynamics between each other without physical connection, without physically touching each other? actually to the point where there's such physical distance that it's impossible, that the only thing being communicated is a look in the eyes, is a conveyance of energy in terms of ease of the body. It's not hearing my voice. So it's really the very root fundamentals of someone's way of being. Of someone's way of being. Now we're getting somewhere. That concept doesn't really make sense if you on a theoretical on a uh, experiential level, if you don't actually go out and practice those dynamics, like if you, if I was to tell you that, no, nah, you could have a woman attracted to you, and you could be pretty short up that if I went over to this woman, that this would be a at least have a very good start off position. If you just learn to hold yourself in a club, learn to hold yourself in the way that you walk in the street, and learn to use your eyes, learn to use your body, and that you could actually pre-select for people that you know that you would have better interactions with. Not to say that that's the only people you interact with, but that's why you have that ability anyway. Because you interact with anyone, 
you understand how to pre-select for the ones that are actually the ones you would want to spend an hour or two, three hours with. It's very rare, what I'm trying to say here is that it's very rare that the women that you end up spending three hours at a night with, that that was a random occurrence. That before you went up to them, you weren't even sure that was going to be the case. At least at night, because you've had you've been in the same environment with each other. You can very much tell, at least when you get practice at social dynamics, yeah, this this girl looks like a moon. She looks like a moon. I go up to this moon. But you know that, not that you wouldn't go up to someone who doesn't look like a moon, but you can tell who the moons are. What I'm trying to paint here is the subcommunicated signal of social dynamics that happens barring distance. In that situation with the lineage of sex, and it's not only is it cool because you get to see what happens if a woman upholds herself over the next 20 years, that's fucking amazing, but it's not actually that. The reason why I brought it up was for Justin. Way of being. Justin said something in his message that made me want to bring this up for sexual tactics anyway. Let's get it word for word. How, here we go. Adam the Sage, wisdom, <laughs> wisdom, that's his actual words though. Wisdom I long for is how I can create and develop a masculine to feminine dynamic with all the girls I've yet to experience. Just, could you, in the live chat, please hold that. How can I create, his question specifically, how can I create, develop a masculine to feminine dynamic with all the girls I've yet to experience. When I first read that out at the beginning of this podcast, how many of you just kind of brushed that over? How many of you brushed it over? And then how many of you were a little bit more diligent and, and actually thought, Is that even, does that even make sense? How can someone create a masculine to feminine dynamic with women he's even yet to experience? Is, is anything clicking for you guys in the chat? Are any of you here in the live chat starting to have light bulbs ding? Based on the story I just told you, why I told it, and then looking at the question, that actually doesn't really make a lot of sense if you're not a practitioner of social dynamics. How can I create and develop a masculine to feminine dynamic with all the girls I've yet to experience? On surface level, it actually, to the average layman, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't really make sense. To someone who maybe is aware of the world of social dynamics, you could see how they might want to ask that question, but wouldn't understand how to achieve it. That's why they're asking the question, because they don't understand the answer. They don't know the answer. And there's just one more point that follows on there. He then went on to say, after describing some things with the Syrian girl, that I want to have the masculine energy to where she finds herself extremely attracted deeper than she understands why. Thoughts on how I should behave, mindset, when being with or trying to attract slash them. So here comes a question for you guys. Can you guys answer the question for him? There's a concept that regulars should know very it should be a very easy, like, this is a concept that makes that Adam talks about all the time in relation to the point in which that you can answer his, what I'm essentially asking you guys is to answer the question for you. If any of you ha- have it, if you don't have it, that's okay. 
But when he says, how should I behave slash what's the mindset when being with or in quotes trying to attract her slash them? You take that, you can either just literally answer that question. The answer seems to be pretty obvious. I've kind of led you there. But you could also go back and dive to his, how can I create such develop a masculine to feminine dynamic with all the girls I've yet to experience? That's harder to answer unless you're really dialed into what happened with me and the lineage of sexiness girls, women in the street. But I've led you, I've like really led you on for this because you could just take the low hanging fruit, which is a certain state I like to talk about in answer to his question of, how can I, uh, hang on. That's a little bit further down. Just give me a sec. I'm scrolling here. I'm scrolling here. Then when he says, how do I get them attracted to me? What's the, what's the mindset? What's the behavior to get them attracted to me? Okay. What kind of answers we got in this chat? Who switched on? Jay knew would come in saying direct with intent to either observe. Hang on. Jay knew says direct with intent to either observe or detach, my friend. If you continue to be friendly, Justin, then you will fall into the trap of being indirect with intent to observe. Okay, I'm not sure if you two are just talking to each other then. I'm not entirely sure what that's in reference to, but okay. Uh, what are what comes in saying you didn't want to talk? Oh, we talked. But that's all we needed. It's one of the things is that we're, this is not a cold approach situation, my friend. This is not, I'll never see them again. They live around the corner from me. So, but if that's like a logistical thing, but more so that what I received from both of them was more than enough for that experience. So it's not that I didn't want to talk, it's that we said everything we needed to say. A very nuanced point. Again, hard to describe if you're not there. Kay Wu then come and say, that moment was the culmination of years of work in social dynamics. Got to get to work and stop armchair theorizing. Correct. Absolutely. That's what I was trying to mention in that 19-year-old uh, Adam would not have received the same response from that 30 and 50-year-old woman. Women. There's a ridiculous amount of work in terms of... Ugh, I gotta put I gotta put a stop on that because then I answered the question for you. But well said, Kev. Well said. Ben Hyde comes and saying, direct congruent authentic intent. You can't make her do anything. You can only give her your 50. And in doing so, allow her to mirror you if in fact you are direct congruent authentic. Correct? 100 percent 100 percent But not quite specific enough to what I'm looking at. I'm looking at for something a little more specific, but definitely correct. And I love that description. Jay New comes in to say, the red flag is Justin's inability to remove the mask. He needs to be present and direct with his intent to create masculine to feminine polarity. Okay, okay, hang on here. That's a little more specific than Ben's. However, but Ben's not, it's not, it doesn't make Ben any less correct. We're just, we're getting a little closer with masks, which is what Jay New put on there, which is good. Jose then comes in saying, you have to build a persona in brackets, mind slash actions. 
in brackets, through the fire of social dynamics, get into the 30-day challenge and let the experiences teach you. So you're all answering this, because remember, there's really two questions I kind of threw at you. So I'm really just trying to interpret them as to which one you're attempting to answer. But it, it appears that you're all attempting to answer what kind of behavior and mindset is the part of the question, how many behavioral mindsets, what behavior mindsets to get uh, women attracted to him and also playing into that to the degree in which she doesn't even understand why. Jay knew and Kevin, if you two could have been white and black setsu and you guys had the same answer, part of the same body, it's like I want to take a piece of Kevin's and I want to take a piece of Jay's and put them together and then we've got a good answer. So it's like you're all you're all on, but not as on as you could have been if two of you had been put it together. Because you're all 100% correct in saying that. Well, it's very clear. Justin has very little experience in cold social dynamics. So, of course... Of course, he's going to feel this sexual inadequacy. Of course, if he has a lack, because my friends, where does social competence, uh, where, where does your, let me rephrase that. I think I just gave you the answer. <laughs> I think I just gave you the answer. Uh, yeah, I did. Fuck it. Okay, so if you're not socially competent, the buck stops there. If you're not, so I was gonna, I should have asked you a question that led to the answer of social competence. If you're not socially competent, how do you get there though? That's a better question. How does you, how did you one get to social competence that would lead to sexual competence? Reps, experience, time spent in the fire. Those of you that have addressed that, uh, which basically all of you have, you're on point with that. However, that's too low hanging fruit for me. That that's a very obvious answer. I think even Justin probably knows that. That yeah, I just don't have the reps, don't have the experience, so maybe he doesn't actually get why that how that leads lack of social competence leads to sexual competence. But that seems pretty straightforward actually, because how on earth would you get sexual competence if you don't have social competence? So, on a very tactical level, yeah, uh, if you have have some time, have some time in the next uh, what what are we seventh of December, in the next whatever. 23 days or how many days there are 24 days in in december you could definitely do some major work in social dynamics for sure but then moving into next year 2021 uh to go ahead and construct a full game plan 30-day challenge absolutely as jose has mentioned that needs to be the first thing he needs to do he needs to get social competence you need depths of social competence now i don't doubt that you have probably some natural ability to make friends with people However, you've only had four sexual experiences maximum with and two that were worth mentioning with with feminine beings as of 21 years of life. Your social competence is not as deep as you might think it would be. You might think that, Justin, that you're good with just getting along with other people and I don't discredit that. But is that your goal? Is that your goal? Is that with the purpose of this? I don't think so. Because the question that you asked me was how to develop the masculine and the feminine dynamic in which that she would be so attracted to the level she doesn't even understand why. Why was sexy grandma and 30-year-old sexy woman attracted to me in a level of engagement in which that they would stop their conversation and literally want to dive in for even what's actually a very brief short moment of time? in which I didn't really need to extract any more from. But what I did extract from it was complete attention. Complete, take them away from what they're doing, put all the attention and focus on what my intent was. 
How could, how does that happen? 19-year-old Adam wouldn't have done that. He wouldn't have got that reception. He wouldn't have got that reaction, wouldn't have got that response. That wouldn't have happened with 19-year-old Adam. How did, how does 19, how does 27-year-old Adam get to that point? A lot of the people in the chat here have targeted the low-hanging fruit. You need reps. You need social competence, which would that... But then that's the part I was leading to, which no one uh, no one got, which is why I wanted to put two things together. I want to put two different answers together because it's not just social competence. My friends, Jnu, Jose, Ben, uh, Ludicolo is not in this live chat, but he will be listening to this, aka Ski, Edo uh, <laughs> Skimoto. Social competence doesn't equal sexual competence, yet it is a prerequisite. What do you guys think that means? Justin, that might be a little over your head for now. That's okay. I will test some of the a little bit more further down the journey with that. It's a more, it's definitely not an easy question. Social competence does not equal sexual competence, yet it is a prerequisite. As in, you cannot have sexual competence without social competence, yet social competence in and of itself does not equal sexual competence. For those of you in the chat who are a little bit more further down the journey of learning social dynamics, what does that mean? Social dynamics does not equal sex. Uh, sorry, social competence does not equal social. <laughs> I'm getting the terms right. I said it right every time, but that social competence, there we go, does not equal sexual competence. There we go. However, it is a prerequisite. What does that mean? Who of you are switched on enough or have enough reference? You would only learn that through referential experience though. None of you, you might theoretically, logically get it when we give the answer, but you'll never make sense. You'll never make sense. It's important for Justin to understand because I have coached many clients who are confused with this. And they do great work in the social world. They make great pains to up their social dynamics. They do so much cold interaction drilling. They are so self-aware about this. They, they do everything right, yet the sexual competence is not there. Yet they're very socially competent. How can this be? It be because social competence does not equal sexual competence, yet it is still a prerequisite. Jainu, you going silent on me. Jose, you going silent on me. Come on, guys. It's a, it, by the way, guys, if you don't know, it's fine. Just say you don't know, right? Then, then I'll progress it forward. Going up in the chat, I'm just going to... Jay Nu had said something before this question. This is not addressing this question. He said the fact that he hadn't pursued sex before, but also wants to be able to be in sight, sexual connection with women that he's get to meet, just works back on his inclination to get the easy way out. <laughs> Jay, you've addressed a different thing we've got to get to. Because yes, you've addressed one of the contradictions, which is that he hasn't had true sexual connection in its uh, purest, complete final form, in which that the physical does get married with the spiritual. He may have had spiritual before, but has not married physical with spiritual, which is what we discussed last week. Both are just as important. They both need to happen to get a complete understanding. One is more. One comes before the other. One should come before the other, but it doesn't make the other any less important. We'll address that. 
as in spiritual sexual needs should come before physical sexual. However, spiritual sexual is not complete without physical. As in they, they are two sides of the moon. They are two pieces of the moon. One needs to be addressed before the other, though. I'd recommend anyway. It, things seems to go better when the spiritual is addressed first. But if you purely stop at the spiritual and never complete with a sexual physical, then you are missing a piece of the moon. We'll address that in Jay's later, but I still want to get this answer. I still, I'm still not seeing uh, people talk. tell me, how is it that someone can be socially competent yet not sexually, yet it is still a prerequisite for you to be sexually competent? You must have social competence. What's going on here? What's fucking going on here? <laughs> it's like, once you know the answer, it's like, oh, duh, makes sense. But if you don't know the answer, it's like, that's such a mind fuck. Because everyone thinks that the really social guy, of course he does well with women. It's not the case though. So what had come in saying something that didn't really make sense. He said, isn't there confidence and say the right thing are two separate? I'm not really sure what that means. I think maybe you're saying that how you say things and what you say are two different things. If that's what you mean, then yes. They come hand in hand. That's not really addressing the question though. Ben comes in saying, you must build upon your experience to get to the point where you can slow down and not go too fast with a girl. You must build upon your experience to get to the point where you can slow down and not go too fast with a girl. Yeah, I agree with that, but it doesn't really answer the question. Like it, it, it's. I definitely agree. It's definitely a, a good thing to have. Build upon your experience. Get to the point where you can slow down, and not go too fast. It's just not quite on. Not quite on. I definitely agree with it, but doesn't quite address address the question. Not specifically. No, not enough there. There's not enough in there. It's not that you're wrong, but it's definitely not right enough. Jane then comes in to say because a sexual connection requires that you are tuned in with the girl. And you can only be that way through practice. Yes, Jainu, but you would have to describe what tuned in means. So you're there, you're pretty close, but not specific in the tuning. Like, because what I'm saying there, Jay, is that you might understand what tuned in means, but Justin doesn't necessarily, and a hard case of social dynamics might not know what that means. So that's what I'm saying there. Tonio goes on to say, if you have no social competence, you couldn't have sexual competence because you lack the empathy needed in that intimate space. Agreed. However, that wasn't the question. Definitely agree with that, Tony, but the question was this. Why is it that if you are, even if you have social competence, that that doesn't equal sexual competence? So you've gone in the reverse. You've actually answered the reverse way of asking that question. Uh which is what happens if you don't have social competence. But what we're saying is, what if you do have social competence, yet still we find out you don't have sexual? So I agree with you, but you're thinking about it in the reverse terms. You need to flip your mind on that. Jay New comes in saying, anything else is just penetration. The PPMs, pumps per minute. Yes, sir. <laughs> K. Wu comes in to say, you can be good at conversing with her, but not able to lead her. Lead an interaction. All right. All right. Now we're getting some tactics here. 
Now we're getting some tactics. I would like you to get a little bit more sexual with it, K-Woo, but you've basically given me the G-rated version of it. Well done. K-Woo is basically on there. He's basically described how you could be socially competent yet not sexually. Lacks a little color, lacks a little romance, but you've hit the principle, so well done. Jose had come in saying, I'm going in with an analogy in order to make a jump in a bike. You need to know how to take an easy ride. Yet, in order to jump, you just need to let go and go for it. He then goes on, and that doesn't really make a lot of sense. But he then goes on to say, getting physical is not the same as having good conversation. Here we go. In some way, you have to go primal. Just follow your desire and just go for it. Get physical. Ah, now I see what you mean with the easy ride. But able to have the connection with a girl. Okay, Jose... Jose and K-Wu are pretty much there. Basically, you two are there, just lacking a couple of key words. That's okay. We'll get them. Nick Damasi's up in here. Okay, Mr. Zoo coming in saying, hello, brothers. Hope we are well. Good to have you, Mr. Zoo. What I like says, charisma. Okay, it's just one word. Jay New says, sex completes the spiritual connection because that is the complete removal of the mask and the becoming of when, where Justin no longer exists to die while living. Too deep for right now, but beautifully said. We'll get that a little bit later on. I like it though. I do like it. Distracon says, because you can have social competence in most areas, but you can't take the interaction anywhere. Yeah. So the three people that have been correct have all stabbed on the same point. How is it that you could be socially competent, yet not sexually competent, yet social competence is still a prerequisite to sexual competence? It's a mindfuck for sure if you, do, if you don't break it down. But you guys have done well. Justin, let's take it slow here. I have had the pleasure of traveling across the world. Uh, shout out to my man in Canada, Toronto, Canada. To coach, not just in Canada though, like I've worked with people like this in London. I've worked with people like this in New York. Uh, everywhere, everywhere I've met, I've had clients just like this. Uh, in Melbourne a lot because most of my bootcamps run in Melbourne. Guys that you would sit down and have coffee with and go, this guy seems pretty sexually competent just based on his social competence. He's just such a fun guy to be with. He's got such a good energy about him. He makes me laugh. Like I wanna, I would hang out with him if I wasn't his coach. You know, just seems like a really good guy. Yet when they tell you about their life stories, they have no sexual competence to speak of. Girls regularly hit them up. They can't do anything about it. Seems to be quite an issue, doesn't it, Justin? Seems to be an issue you might run into a little later on because, as I said, I did some background research on your Instagram and you are an attractive guy on an objective sense. So I wouldn't be surprised if girls hit you up later on when you start to get a little bit older, get more out into life. Start hitting up clubs a little bit more, going out at night a little bit more, start getting yourself into some community circles. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if a girl comes in and starts pushing on you a little bit. But you wouldn't know what to do because you don't have social competence. You ask me a very grand question of how can I develop a masculine to feminine dynamic in which that women are so attracted to me on such a deep level that they don't even understand why. To the absolute hard case, Jeffrey, he would look at that, hear that, and go, that's not even possible. How could you even do that? How could you even inspire a level of attraction and comfort within a woman in which that she doesn't even know why it's happening? 
And also, to the key point, <laughs> he also then asked not only just how to create that, but how to create that with women he's yet to experience, which is why I brought up the lineage of sexiness story and I brought up the juxtaposition of being in a bar and knowing that this girl's attracted to you before you even speak to her from across the room. The same principle is happening and operating within the lineage of sexiness story within those two, those two women and just a woman in the bar and what Justin is after here. <clears throat> At a base level, Justin, your foundation of social competence is not even built if you do not have competence in cold interactions. Sit. If you don't have the ability to be in an airport, coffee shop, library, bar, fucking tutorial, uh, doing anything, supermarket, and you're just wrapping up jujitsu at the end of a session, and your absolute dime pace walks by. If you don't have the ability to be in the coconut oil aisle, fuck yes, and see your absolute diamond in the sky and to be able to go up to her and know how to handle the interaction, OQIC, open, qualification, investment, close, leader with a strong masculine polarity, deep, deep groundedness to the point where it's like, I don't give a shit about what that guy thinks. I don't care if this blows up in my face because if anything, it'd be better if it did. I'll learn something even, even greater. If you don't have that ease about you and that you have not drilled that again and again, that's social competence. Social competence is feeling the fear inside of yourself of going up to a random cold stranger and engaging them, but doing it anyway and knowing what to do within it. So it's both a defeating of yourself and then also an execution of high-level principles of socializing. If you don't have that yet, sexual competence is going to be very hard to come by. Very, very difficult to come by. However, even if you do, even if you did now say go out on a 30-day challenge of cold human interactions, which is a minimum five interactions a day, direct interactions a day, optimally 10, audio record all your interactions, break them down, review and journal, positives and improvements to make, gives you the Tinder to go on the Tinder, the ammunition to go out and work out the next day. Do that every single day for 30 days, right? You go ahead and do that. And then let's say you're, because I don't think you're an absolute hard case, I think you're probably an average guy socially. Let's say after your first 30 day challenge, you got a few, you, you did pretty good by and say so you complete it, but then you we still got some holes to work on. So let's say we do one or two more action blocks over the next, you know, four week action blocks over the next two months separated by a couple of weeks break. Let's say June, 2021, July, 2021 at the latest. If you do everything that if you're one of my clients that I would recommend for, and we get your social competence to the point of conscious. So on the scale, one of my favorite podcasts done this year, is the full, it's titled The Full Journey of Social Dynamics, uh, Clockface. Full Journey of Social Dynamics. From unconscious incompetence, which is you, 12 o'clock, you have no idea how bad you are, you don't even know that you, that you suck, to 12 to 3, that's 12 to 3, 3 o'clock now, conscious incompetence, 3 to 6, I know that I suck, and I really suck, but I know now. And then now, stepping into 6 to 9, third quartile, I am good at it and I know that I'm good. I know what to do and I can do it. Finally, 9 to 12, unconscious competence. I'm so good at what I do that I don't even need to think about it. Your goal that you've asked me about is unconscious competence. You're asking me about conscious competence, yet you are currently at unconscious incompetence. 
you are asking about how to get to the end of the journey when you have even yet to begin the journey. Perspective. Not insurmountable, though. That's how we all begin. That's how we all begin. That's how I began. I was unconsciously incompetent. If you worked earnestly and diligently, right, relentless action, accurate feedback, sound guidance from people that know what they're doing, you combine those three things over the next six months, you could probably get to conscious competence. You do a 30-day challenge and two action working action blocks. That's me just saying on a blank canvas, I don't know you, I don't know your limiting beliefs, I don't know anything else. But all other factors, put them aside, six months is a reasonable amount of time, okay? You could get there. However, even if you did get there, that would not guarantee sexual competence. For the reason why I've asked in this... Uh, this discussion here and which some of you have brought into or some of you kind of Jay Nu had kind of got there a little bit uh, and Jose Jay Nui, not Jay Nu, sorry Kevin Wu and Jose kind of got into there a little bit which is that conscious competence in cold interactions is one thing but conscious competence in an emotionally sexual space with a woman is a completely different thing I, I know people that are social demons that are just they look like they run the bar they look like they run the club yeah if you just speak to them they're extremely frigid, extremely shy, extremely scared when they get into a body-to-body space. Don't know how to breathe. Don't know how to slow down the energy. They don't know how to transition into that, as Jose has once said, primal space. Very animalistic sexual space. It's a different shift. The reason why I bring this up for Justin is because he mentioned so many anxieties and the idea of the sexual penetration. And, uh, and that being an issue. And while I don't want to overwhelm you, Justin, I actually I want to do the complete opposite. I want to keep you at where you're actually at because the whole reason of me diving into this projection of your journey is to show you where you are and what needs to happen to get to where you want to get and how that is a long, long process. To get to the point where of the lineage of sex in a story where you can be that magnetic to stop two people from having their conversation and not just two two kind of people, but two very attractive women and that both sexually attractive and spiritually attractive, to be in a bar and to be able to pick out that moon and to be that magnetic, to know that that's the one. The magnetism we're discussing of the max, masculine to feminine dynamic where she's so attracted she doesn't even know why. That is not something that one just goes out for one night goes out for a week or two and develops, especially for one who has never had full sexual penetration, spiritual sex and physical sex connected, united in one. That is not something that happens easily, quickly, and without the diligence I mentioned before of relentless action, accurate self, uh, accurate feedback, and intense sound guidance. Relentless action, accurate feedback, sound guidance. Put those three things together over time. That's what leads to what you're asking for. And it will require extreme pain. It's a very painful journey. Tons of love, tons of joy, tons of peace. Doesn't normally come to the end though. The love, the peace, and the joy of that journey I've described, that's the journey that I walked. That's the journey that I coach a lot of clients on. Uh, That's a very painful journey. The love and the peace and the joy is often not uh, found until, until at least conscious competence. But even then, you don't. You shouldn't allow yourself to drink onto it too deeply. It's not until you become unconsciously competent that you can look back on the pain and go, "Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't change anything for it. I love it." 
Right? It's very hard to love the pain when you're in it. I recommend it, but I also understand how difficult it is. So, Justin, that's where really this part of the podcast and this podcast for you kind of wraps up. I think we're about two hours and a half in. And uh, I will open. I will leave a little time for open Q&A here at the end for those of you that want to maybe just get a few questions answered because it's the last session of the year. But Justin, we've, we've gone four and a half hours deep on you here because your question was worthy and because you're a young guy and it's part of my work to ensure that you know what to do as a young guy, that you don't end up being the 30-year-olds that I currently coach that place all of their focus on external value and that's how they're going to become a man. We've destroyed that in the first half of this podcast and how the number one currency traded between human beings is emotions and how developing your intrinsic value, being a man of the hot gates, being a man in which that your mask is off. You have no mask or at least you know how to take it off when required. How that is a path that will lead to such fulfillment, such deep levels of character development and wish that you are magnetic and you do attract people to you that lasts a lifetime that will never be taken away from you. Your external value is always subject to change. It is always subject to being ripped away from you. But your internal value is not subject to change. It is something that can only be compounded upon, amassed upon. Right? It's not something that anything outside of you can take away from you. So that's what I've recommended for you to understand, what path you choose is up to you. No judgment from me. In terms of the tactics of your sexual development and to describing you wanting to have women attracted to you in this way and all these things, very macro with the value discussion at the beginning. In the micros though, you need to become socially competent and then leading on to sexual competence. You don't have current social competence. That's a problem. We need to get you into social competence. And then once you do get social competence, then develop sexual competence, which would then come from body-to-body learning with women, which I have a lot of content on, not for today. Well, we've discussed enough of it for today, for you anyway, but it's too many moves ahead. So that's, that's the full play. That's your next year of development. Six months is very, very generous. Uh, that's, that's six months if you were an absolute demon. If you're an absolute demon and you were work, you had the relentless action to do 38 challenges and action blocks after that, you were breaking down all your interactions and you had a sound guidance and a coach. Six months, possibly, depending on how much, how well you could stay true to that North Star. But realistically, if accounting for things go wrong and accounting for you messing up, it's at least a year's journey, at least. And that doesn't, and that's that's also still being pretty wishful thinking for a lot of guys. One to three years, right? But if you did do everything, six to twelve months, some people can get there. Depends on who you are. I don't know you that well, but that's it. That's it. And so I thank you for sending that message in and for being the context for the final session of the year and the final season, final episode of uh, Social Q and A for season five. Now, my friends, and by the way, I'll just say this. If you are enjoying this session, four and a half hours deep, go ahead and drop a thumbs up on this video down below. If you're listening to this in post, drop me a feedback, hit the thumbs up as well. And uh, now, open Q&A. If you guys have got questions on anything in the world of human interaction, I will now open it up to the final open Q&A of the year. If there's not much to go on, there's not much to go on. However... 
I will uh, I'll honor the super chats. There have been three super chats in this in this session. One from Jay Nu and one from Augustus. I said to Augustus if he had a question, he could drop it in. He has not. I'm just checking. He hasn't. Nope. He hasn't. And Jay Nu also hasn't hasn't dropped anything. So I'm gonna go into the chat. We'll talk we'll go back in the chat. You guys got time to write any questions you have. I'll say ten to fifteen minutes max. And we'll get out of here. Listen, my voice is doing pretty well. My energy levels are bang on. Animal-based diet, son. Basically 99% carnivore. Um, 100% the last three weeks, though. Uh, energy levels are just ridiculous. I could never have dreamed of doing a four-and-a-half-hour a four podcast and feeling just as sharp now as I did at the beginning when I was still eating plants. I, I always used to crash at two hours when I was eating plants. It's just something you guys need to know. It's just the truth. So it doesn't mean you have to do that, but it's just the truth. So so going back into the chat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jay New had said sex completes the spiritual connection because that is the complete removal of the mask and that the becoming of when we're... Justin no longer exists to die while living. I said that was too deep. That was too deep for that part of the podcast. He then went on to say, if you become competent at leading a girl emotionally, you will put her at ease so that she doesn't need to apply logic and just take your damn hand instead. I got a balance, but when you get to Q&A, can you answer if emotions allow us to feel alive? What does that make in difference? Much peace and much love, Ja. So Jay New had dropped a $2 US super chat, I believe, well early in the chat. And I said to him, he would be the he was the first super chat. So I'd address his question first. He's got a question. So let's do it, Jay. So he'll be listening to this in post. And I thank you, Jay, for supporting the show all year and with your super chat today as well. What's his question? Jay New asked with a $2 super chat, if emotions allow us to feel alive, what does that make in difference? So this was incepted his question was incepted back when we were describing the street rat and extremely attractive women and what what does extremely extremely attractive women see in these street rats uh who don't have external value and we were keying onto the point of reference of existence in which that why is number one currency of emotion traded why is the number one's currency traded between human beings emotions because it reaffirms to us that we are alive reconfirms that we are alive. Jay New dropped this question back then. He said, if emotions allow us to feel alive, what does that make in difference? So Jay, where I feel like you're getting caught up on there is that you're speaking on a different level. The level that I was addressing that on, on that emotions, our the reason why emotions is that number one traded currency is because it allows us to feel alive confirms our existence it confirms what you're getting trapped on there is who is being confirmed you're taking it as that um, what i'm feeling from you there is that you're taking it at your deepest core level of your true nature is being confirmed no 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 your what's being confirmed is your ego your concept of who you are right there's nothing more that our egos love than the emotional referential point of that, it's alive. 
So Jay, when you say, what does that make in difference? The separation you need to make and understand is that what the extremely attractive woman loves in the street rat is that he reconfirms her existence through the trade of emotion. When I say her, what do I mean by her? I don't mean her at her core level. I mean her ego. That's what you're getting talked up. That's where you're making getting confused with. In terms of indifference as a concept, if I could maybe just play that out a little. What if we, because he might be then asking, what if I'm trying to train indifference to emotional rise or to being attached to emotions or being attached to others? It's like, I can see what you're saying there, Jay. If the number one traded currency between human beings is emotions, at least for human beings' egos, but we know that being attached to anything in this life causes tremendous disharmony within the mind and spirit. What does that say? What does that say for indifference then? Should I even be pursuing detachment and indifference if I know that the number one traded currency is emotions? Well, then, Mr. J. Nu, we then get into a discussion of where are you trying to live? The world of the cities or the world of the trees? If you wish to engage in the world of the cities, aka the world of the egos, you will need to readily understand and accept attachment and difference, not indifference, but difference. The the very nature of the world of the cities is difference and is attachment. You cannot live in the world of the cities without becoming attached to someone or something. You cannot live in the world of the cities without becoming different. It, the very nature of the world of the cities and this, world, this thing we call society is based and founded upon difference. That I'm me and you are you. We are separate. That's the world of the cities. But it causes so much disharmony if you spend all your time there, which is why if you go to my Eternal Energy podcast and you Search up on YouTube as well, on Spotify as well, and Apple and everyone. There's a podcast called How to Harness Your Ego, and we discuss the paradox of life in which that world of the trees, world of the cities. If you ever get fed up, Janu, with being dependent upon the emotions, the emotional attachments to friends and family and uh, this game of life that we call the world of the cities, the machine of society, if you ever get fed up with that and you feel like it's too much, and you're causing too much disharmony. Well, the world of the trees is always waiting for you. Wasn't then you gotta go, what's the world of the trees? The world of the trees doesn't require you. The world of the trees is your true nature. It is what happens when you take off your mask, delete yourself, and access the present moment. It's what existed well before the concept of who you think you are was ever created. It's life itself before human beings. Uh, deeply entrenched their idea and concept of control over the world. The world and the universe existed well before we did, at least in the way that we think it did, most likely. So, so Janu, emotion, to his question, he says, if emotions allow us to feel alive, what does that make in difference? You just need to understand who it's making feeling alive. Who is the one felt alive? For the attractive girl with the street rat, it's her ego. For you of your friends and family, it's your ego. Okay? You can't be indifferent to those emotions. That is your reference, your reference point of existence. But if you were to step back 
take off your ego, destroy it, put it to fire, put it to rest for night, just for five seconds, take five deep breaths. You will become indifferent to that emotional rise. You will become indifferent to uh, the trappings of the cities. And so I went deeper to this because this is a super chat, but but hopefully that enlightened something for you there, which is that the very nature of the world of the cities is difference and is attachment. We need to learn to balance that and found harmony with that. Spent equal time in the world of the trees as the cities to at least maintain some, maintain some form of sanity. How you wish to balance that, that's, that's your way to life. And that to me is the meaning of life. The meaning of life is in finding out how to live. The meaning of life is in learning to live. The meaning of life is how to live. Like that is, that's how I define it anyway. It's th- and what does that mean? How to balance the world of the cities and the world of the trees. That's the meaning of life to me. The meaning of life is in how to live, learning how to live. Okay. Thank you, for that. Thank you very much, though, Jay. The meaning of life is in learning how to live. Yes, sir. I've actually written that in a bowl sip. I did a whole bowl sip on that once. That's why I'm repeating it. Just trying to jar it back up. Okay. Next super chat comes from Jose Pablo Fuentes Soles for the Mexican 50 pesos. Thank you very much, Jose. And not only thank you for your super chat, thank you for supporting uh, the show. Thank you for being part of the World Bowl Group, which Jay knew was as well. Hashtag WBG. Uh, thank you for your support. Thank you for everything this year. Been most appreciated. Jose comes in to say, Sensei, with triple exclamation marks. First off, all first of all, I just want to thank for all of the social Q&A. This has been a massive sesh. I just want to know if you can give us a sip of what's to come on for 2021 for the bowl. Lots of love. <laughs> You're going to be very disappointed, Jose. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> It's a reference to Seinfeld, where uh, where Jerry runs out of out of material. He hasn't written material in ages, and he was relying on this bit of like this this doll that that looked like a funny doll or something. And this woman was supposed to get him the doll, but she didn't. And she goes, "Well, what can't you just do your material?" And Jerry's like, "I got nothing." <laughs> uh, so to answer your question, I was sorry. It's a deep Seinfeld reference. Oh man, Susan Weaver—that—that that was her name, the old Weaver. So, uh, what's to come on for twenty twenty one for the bowl? Uh, the reason why I said that is because there's actually a hint of truth in that. There is nothing. There is nothing to come. Will social Q and A be around in twenty twenty one? I don't know. I actually don't know. Maybe that's why we've done a five hour session today. Maybe that's why it's like four hours and fifty minutes. Something like that into this session. Maybe because this is the very last social Q&A, Jose. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Maybe that's the case. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Uh, I, that's my genuine answer is that uh, what's to come on for 2021 for the bowl? Don't know. Don't know. Absolutely no idea. However, what I will say is that guiding people on their journeys of self-cultivation, it's at the root of my heart leading people into the realization of their true nature, that we're all, it's at the deepest core of my heart. That's what I wake up every single day to do. 
I do those two. Th- those are my two things every single day. It's the reason why I live. So what's happening for the bowl in 2021? I have no clue. Uh, but what I do know is that I will be operating on those two things. So that's all I can give you. That's as honest as I can be. So thank you for being a part of everything here in 2020 in the bowl. It's forever grateful. Ben High comes in with an next super chat. US $10 gets that yellow saying this Wednesday is my 21st. Wow, you're way younger than I thought you were, Ben. I thought you were at least mid-20s. I must have missed that in your World Bowl group member. Also, shout out to the World Bowl group. Hashtag WBG. Ben is one of the uh, one of the key members in the WBG as well. Same as Jose, same as Janu. And he drops a $10 super chat saying, this Wednesday is my 21st birthday. And I was wondering what would your best advice for me would be, Adam? Interesting phrasing. What would be your best advice for me, Adam? I think is what you mean. And if you have a good meditation for reflecting on the journey and clarifying the future. Big question. He then goes on to say, and thank you, Sensei, for the killer session. And then he also then says at Jose, that would be a legendary sip. As in, what do you mean, a legendary sip? As in, what's to come for 2021? Is that what you mean? I don't know. But but to address Ben's $10 super chat, which, again, extremely, extremely grateful for, not, because the, not just because of the donation that helps to support this show, uh, what this show has been today and this entire year, but Ben's been extremely active this basically this entire year. So I'm extremely grateful for that, Ben. And... Uh, uh, for this coming 21st for your for your 21st birthday I wish you the best for that now to your question he says I'm wondering what will your best advice be for me that's very general are you are you're basically just asking me for, for, for all aspects of the temple is that what you're saying okay but I think he's actually asking because Ben's a WBG member I know Ben a lot more deeper than the rest of you do and also he sends me a lot of feedback on the bowl sips, so I understand where his mind's at. And uh, but then then went on to say, do you have if you have a good meditation for reflecting on the journey and clarifying the future? Okay, so Ben Highland, let's get this. You're the same age as Justin Bediaco. You're the same age as Justin, who's the, been the basis of this podcast. You're both well. Justin's twenty one already. You'll basically be about twenty one. I was going to say this before we started this session. 21-year-olds in 2020 is not the same as 21 when I was 21. When, when was I 21? 2015 or 2016? One of the two. I was either 21 in 2015 or it was 2016. But it's not the same. It's not the same. And also, 21-year-olds are not the same in 2020 as when I was in high school looking up to 21-year-olds. 21 the state of 21-year-olds in 2020 is very different. Society's done a number on you guys. The way society is now is when I look at 21-year-olds now, it's like the problems that Justin's brought to us here today as a 21-year-old regarding value, regarding sexual progression, all these things, it's just you just didn't see this back when I was coming up in primary and high school. It's, it's amazing that there's even an audience for what I'm talking about here. That in and of itself is not a good thing, right? My job shouldn't exist. I've always said that. I've always said it since I started this channel. My job shouldn't exist. You should not have to learn social dynamics. God damn it. 
But here we are. Here we are, five hours into a sesh. Are we? We're almost there. We'll, don't worry, guys. We're going to hit the five-hour mark. I'll make sure. We've got plenty to, to go on here anyway. This is going to be a 10-hour podcast. That's such an exciting idea. Uh, <laughs> 10-hour podcast. Basically, I would just wrap the time zones. Uh, for those of you that were asleep, you went to sleep when it started, and then you woke up. But to address Ben here more <laughs> on point, Ben, Reflecting on the journey and clarifying the future. Meditations for this. What's most important, the reason why I brought up your age is because you're 21. You're extremely old, yet you're extremely young. Do you know what this means? On your journey of self-development, you're so old, yet you're so young. I just just want to take a pause there because I hope you understand what that means. I'm going to park that for a second. You're 21, you have your entire life ahead of you, yet you have no life ahead of you. All of your friends and family will say, you have all the time in the world, you have all the opportunity in the world. Follow your dreams, all right? Don't give up on yourself and try to do the best for the world. These are all hallmark gift cards, uh, this type of shit you'd see on bumper stickers that people will all say. But Ben, how many people do you see at 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, and for those who make it to 80, 90, and 100 who are rare, how many of those do you see following those those affirmations, those hallmark bumper stickers? For all the people that tell you, Ben, you're 21 years, you're going to be 21 this Wednesday. Follow your dreams. Don't give up on yourself. You've got your entire life ahead of you. It's, if it's so common that people say that to you, Ben, why is it so hard to find those who do it? I hold my hand out to you asking you for the answer. <laughs> I know the answer. I want to know if you know the answer. The, the machine of society is not kind and will not be kind to you, Ben. Uh, being 27-year-old now, by having learned from people much older than me who are doing life, in my mind, right. It's subjective, of course. But let's just, what does right mean? They didn't give up on their dreams. They didn't give up on themselves. They didn't forsake themselves. They hold principles. They serve extremely meaningful work to the beings of this world. That's my idea of doing it right. It's very subjective, but that's my idea of doing it right. Uh, I learn from those people. So I'm not that old, but um, I'm older than you. I'm about six, seven years older than you. Seven years, almost eight years older than you. And I've been on planes. I've traveled a lot of the world. I've sat and talked with a lot of people. From the, from the mud dwellers in the South Pacific Islands to the gold mining tycoons flying over to Connecticut, uh, to to the random lady in in off of Oxford Street in an Airbnb, which I was staying with five different people, who the cat held the key to get into my Airbnb, and what that lady was doing in her life, running the Quickie Mart below the Airbnb. I've talked to a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people. I've learned from a lot of different people from different walks of life, from different countries, different age ranges. 
Life is not kind. The machine is not kind to you. The machine of life is not kind. Yet everyone wants you to believe that. They want you to believe that, nah, follow the dreams. Don't give up on yourself and and keep helping the world out. If that advice was so heavily acted upon, would the world be in the state that it is? Would people live in such fear? Would people live in such division? And would there be such progressive hate? Isn't that an interesting term? Progressive hate. What does that even mean? That seems like too, too misnomer. That seems like a misnomer. How can hate be progressive? Isn't progression by the very definition positive? No, it's not. If you look at the state of the world in 2020 versus when I was in primary school, there is far more passive, not even passive, passive is the wrong word. There's the progression of hate and hatred in the world has progressed in my view from what I've seen from traveling the world and speaking with people from when I was 13 years old. What year would that have been? 2010? Yeah? No. What? 2005, 2006 then. It must have been when I was 13-ish. Because I went year nine, I was 2008 or 2009, something like that. So we're looking at 2007, 2006, something like that. Anyways, round around then, early 2000s, hate has progressed more. And then, but then you might say, but hang on, but the world war stopped. The world war stopped. Yeah, the physical expression of killing people en masse has stopped. But the systemic and endemic progression of hate and division between people, between, uh, between people on all lines, between what party of political ideology you follow from what religious ideology you follow through what sexual ideology you follow. Uh, so many divisions, more divisions exist now than when I was uh, in primary school. So that's why I say progressive hate. But how can, how can that be if everyone is always trying to tell you, follow your dreams, don't give up and, and, uh, and all the rest, all the, whole, all the rest of the hallmarks, spread love, spread joy, yeah, all that. If everyone agrees on all of that, yet so few act upon them, how can this be, Ben? How can this be? You asked me for advice that you're going to be on a 21-year-old coming up. And the first thing I say to you is that the life, the machine of life will not be kind to you. Why would I say that to you, B? Because it's the truth. Because as much as everyone on your 21st will say, whole life ahead of you, Follow your dreams. Don't give up on yourself. You know, you're gonna, you're gonna, you really become something. Ben, you're not special, and neither am I. We're just two of seven point three B. Of the seven point three B that do follow their dreams, don't give up on themselves, do serve meaningful work to the world, they do very different things and live very different lives, and are in the absolute minority. Just percenters of percenters. One percenters of one percenters. The vast majority of people give up on their dreams, give up on themselves, and do not serve meaningful work to the world. Do not feel a connection in life. Let me, Ben, Ben, because you dropped that super chat, let me give you a statistic right here. I, I sometimes paraphrase this statistic, but this is one worth getting. This is one worth getting for you. Like legit. Up, updated statistic here. Just bear with me. (laughs) 
based on www.who.international suicide data. Close to 800,000 people die due to suicide every year, which is one person every 40 seconds. How many people committed suicide within the five-hour span of this podcast? You could work out the maths. I don't have that maths in my head. But 800,000 people, Ben, a year. 800,000 people. For perspective, for perspective, how many people live in Adelaide? As of 2016... No, that's not, that's not accurate. As of 2020, the current metro area population of Adelaide is 1.3 million. Million. So, at the current rate of suicide amongst, amongst the world, 800,000 people decide that life is not worth living. In my state, in the metro population area of Adelaide, we only have 1.3 million people. So... Basically, what that if you were to equate that together, the population of my entire state commits suicide every two years around the world. So if you just gave, if you just take that suicide to just just like localized it into my area, there would be no one, no one would exist in my current state in two years' time based on the amount of people that commit suicide every year. Interesting statistics. Basically, once every 40 seconds, someone commits suicide around the world. 800,000 people. Very good. Why do I bring this up, Ben? What does that mean to commit suicide? 800,000 people a year decide this life is not worth living. Yet at 21, for you, most people are telling you, follow your dreams. Don't give up on yourself. You know, you got the whole life ahead of you. Whole life ahead. Are you seeing a little bit of uh, something's missing? How, where, what happens along the way in which that such sayings as follow your dreams, don't give up on yourself, if it's so pervasive amongst that's the plan for human beings, yet it's 800,000 of us decide that life is so bad, I would rather not live in it, let alone exist in mediocrity, which I'm not recommending, but... Some people don't even deem mediocrity as a life as worth living, that they would rather just be all out altogether. What happens along your life path for that to happen? For so many people, B. That's why I said to you before, you're not special, and neither am I. As you turn 21, I brought some pretty brutal, cold facts to you. Because I want, I want you to listen to this Rather than the hallmark shit. Like if you were my younger brother or if you were whatever. You just I'm saying it. I'm saying it and I mean it just as much if you were my younger brother or if you were my son. Which is this, B. The machine of life is not kind. Life, the societal machine of life will, by default, drill you into mediocrity which if you are less psychologically stable, drill you into the point of not wanting to exist. That is what the statistics of life say. The statistics of life say that you will not finish your life in optimal health well-being. 
How many old people do you see running around that are living the times of their lives that are metabolically strong, that that are robust, that are psychologically strong, physically strong, that are 80 plus? You have to, in Australia, you have to go to the beach to find those people who live at the beach and you'll find some there. But if you go into the city, you'll barely see any. You'll barely see any. When I've traveled through the US, it's like, it's appalling how far, how hard it is to find strong old people. The conscious decisions of why I bring this up for you, B, is that at 21, I'm not saying that the people who will tell you at your 21st, follow your dreams, don't give up on yourself. I'm not saying don't listen to them. I'm saying don't think that that's going to happen by default because actually the statistics of life and the statistics and what happens with what I've seen, having traveled the world, seen so many different stories, I've seen what happens to people. What happens to people is that they get drilled into a life of mediocrity and that if they're not psychologically stable enough, they get drilled into thinking that life's not worth living. That seems to be the case for the majority of human beings. But that doesn't have to be the case for you, B. It doesn't have to be. Mediocrity and thinking that life is not worth living doesn't have to be the case for you. At 21, you have some time, not a lot, but you have some time relative to you, not relative to the age of the universe, but relative to you, you've got another, on average, the statistics would say, 50 years. Now, you're not an av- you're a slightly an outlier because you eat game meat, you hunt, you build shit with your hands, you're physically in prime condition, and that you're psychologically trying to seek out higher wisdom. So you're not the average person, but that's just a moment in time. So maybe I'll say, maybe you've got 70 years. Let's say I wouldn't be surprised if you lived to 100. Uh, sorry, wait, that would be 80 years. You got another 80 years. I wouldn't be surprised if you lived to 100. But 80 years is still not a long time, right? The universe has been around for billions of years. As human beings, as a homo sapiens, we've only really got about, oh, it depends on who you ask. It depends because we're always discovering new shit. 130,000, 130,000 to 300,000 years of development as homo sapiens and prehistory humans before that. We're very, very old, very young as human beings, but very old in the universe. You, you have 100 years, maybe, and you, because you're probably going to be an outlier if there was going to be an outlier who lives to 100, just the way you eat and the way that you live. But that's still not a long time. So what I'm saying is that at 21 is that the decisions you make now, the, the decisions that you make now, please do not base them upon life taking care of you because it will not. Society will not take care of you. If it's so hard to find people who are deeply fulfilled, so hard to find 80-year-olds, 90-year-olds that are robust physically, that are mentally oxes, that are just so strong mentally, right? if it's so hard to find them, what it speaks to is that the machine of life does not prepare you for that. You have to actively walk that life. You have to actively get up every single morning knowing why. This is why I decided to live and this is what I'm going to do about it. You have to actively not only put a harness on your beast every day, but then to, but then to take care of that beast, to feed that beast, to make sure it's got sound nutrition psychologically, but also physically, that it's exercised. I'm talking about your ego here, of course. 
that but then also your physical mechanics of course like but it's all decision it's conscious decision making that's what i say to a 21 year old i say to a 21 year old is that the machine of life will not take care of you that you cannot expect people uh as much as they love you uh to do right by you they won't they might have the intent for it but no one is going to go out of their way to ensure your life goes right no one cares that much I care enough, Ben, to do a five-hour podcast and help you out once a week and to talk with you in the World Bowl group. I care enough to, to make sure that, that if you wanted to, that you could end up at 80, 100 years old, physically robust, psychologically robust, deeply fulfilled. It is possible. I've met a couple. It's so fucking rare, though. It's so fucking rare. You know where I meet those people? I meet those people at the beach. I meet those people in the palm trees. I meet those people on the jetty. I meet those people. I meet those people waiting in lines to line up at the airport because they're the only ones not in their phone and are just breathing. I meet those people in in common moments, but they stand out because they're so rare. So as a twenty one year old. A lot of people will tell you you've got a lot of time. Yeah, maybe relative to your life. But what I'd say is that don't get complacent on that time. Time time in this machine is not kind. Time in this machine is not kind. Time in and of itself is irrelevant, as in it's neither kind nor not kind, but time relevant to the machine is not kind. More time spent in the machine, it degrades you. At some point, you have to learn to take control of the machine and not have the machine control you. Are you the slave or are you the master of your life? Is what I'm essentially saying. At 21, that might seem like a heavy concept to force upon a 21-year-old and go, listen, Adam, is that really what a 21-year-old needs to be hearing? He, he probably just wants to, listen, whether he wants, whether he needs, needs and wants. He might not want to hear that. He might want to hear, fucking live it up, party it up, right? Just make the best of your youth, best the best of it, right? Just enjoy yourself, man. Enjoy yourself. You're 21. That maybe is what 21-year-olds in 2020 want to hear. What they need to hear is, are you going to be the slave or the master of your life? Act accordingly. That's it. That's it. That is, that is so well. I couldn't have scripted that better. I mean, this is a five-hour session, so there are no scripts. But uh, that was exactly how I wanted that to end. So thank you very much, B, for that uh, Extreme super chat, most appreciated. We've got one more super chat, and then we'll wrap up this, and then we'll wrap up this uh, this live Q and A. Uh, what says? Ever thought about writing a book? Well, what if you head over to Instagram at Uitang One? I have started writing a book. It's called Human Principles: The Guide to Interacting with Humans. <laughs> uh, maybe coming in twenty twenty one. Maybe we'll see. It's a big book. It's basically just a full guide on interacting with human beings. Thank you very much for suggesting that, though. I've made a start on it, but it's got a long way to go. Jose Pablo comes in. Pablo, Pablo comes in with some laugh faces. Okay, so Mr. Tonio, another World Bowl group member, comes in with the forty nine euro. Fuck yeah. Thank you very much, Tonio. I really appreciate that. Super chat saying, great podcast, Adam. Great podcast, Adam. Thank you for being. Well, thank you for being, Tonio. 
Thank you for being thank you for being very engaged and present in a very long session here. That's uh that's a feat in and of itself. And uh, I look forward to your growth, my man. It doesn't look like he had a question. He was just saying thanks for the love. He just sent him the love. Thank you very much, uh, Tonio. Tonio, listen, uh, I'm going to wrap up the session now. But while I read out the rest of the comments on my rant for Ben, if you do, something does pop up, I will gladly answer your final super chat. Okay. Ben, hi. So I'm just reading some reactions to what I was just talking about, advice to 21-year-old. Ben High come in saying, I thought I might just keep it general and just see what you have to say, Adam. Good thing you did. Uh, I do see myself as an old soul, as we all are, but I don't hold my age as a sign to hold me back from what lays ahead. My family, of course, wants the best of me, but few of them are living any type of purpose and are living for the lifestyle and the things they enjoy about life, but can't commit to the struggle of the grind to their dreams and purpose. Common, common. Distract on then went on to say, on that topic, I stand behind survival of the fittest, but I also believe that society is there so the weak can become strong. Problem is they get exploited and put into coping. Next thing you know, natural selection is basically gone. Yeah, it's a really interesting interesting thing you put up there to strike on. He says that he believes in the survival of the fittest, but he also believes that society is there so the weak can become strong. To uh, strike on, have you read one of these two books? Oh, you can't see it on the camera. Have you read one of these two? Two legendary texts by a tremendous writer in Yuval Noah Harari, Sapiens and Homodeus. Have you read either of those two? Because the sentiment you just expressed was explicitly stated in Sapiens. And I love it because that is what society is. Uh, you've, uh, this is not my concept, but this is something that Yuval did very well. In Sapiens, he described how basically what modern-day society is is an ability for more people to live in poorer conditions. Previous-day society, pre-agriculture, pre-industrialization, was a society of people, of few people who lived in tremendous condition. Flip that, bring in agriculture, bring in industrialization, bring in, well, what's the new one now? The inter- connection interconnection of internet you bring in these three things now we can keep more people alive living in worse conditions it's an interesting uh, debate to have well, would you rather to have fewer people living in better condition or more people living in worse condition interesting concept that Yuval discusses in sapiens What goes on to say, oh, don't just oh, don't just say I want to lose weight, planning out. Don't just say planning that I want to lose weight, planning out what you're going to do, but end up not doing anything or making progress. For sure. Got a plan, definitely. Got to act. Jose comes in saying, curious point. Tomorrow I'm attending the online funeral of one of my best friend's father. He was like 55 and seemed to have all the externals going on. He committed suicide. Life is tough. Thank you very much for bringing in that, Jose. That brings a face to everything that I was just saying with the whole statistics on suicide. Well done, Jose. Well done. I send my best to your friend. I send my best to you and your presence during that, what could only be described as a very unnatural experience, an online funeral. I hope your friend has time to consult himself and the way of life 
within nature and not online. That's what I would recommend anyway. Ben High then says, uh, I like, uh, says I have a legacy statement that comes down to living free in all senses of the word to raise strong and natural sons and daughters and build a self. Okay, that's good. I'm not sure what you two are talking about though. Uh, on then went on to say, the way I see it, as pickup guys, we all had to step up and are still at it. We know stuff most of society doesn't, so we've got to spread the knowledge we owe society that much. Okay, I don't know where you're getting the term pickup guys from, because <laughs> that's the furthest thing away from my channel. In fact, I do everything to push guys away from the PUA pickup mindset. Maybe you're describing where you've come from, but uh, oh boy. Oh boy. And Jose just came in and smoked in for the exact same thing, saying pick up guys with a question mark. <laughs> oh, great one, Jose. Thank you. Thank you very much. Ben Highland then went to come and say, I've also sworn off most vices, drinking, smoking, etc., and begun to try and build my days so they extrude the purpose. I think he means exude the purpose and value that is out in the world to be taken and molded into being an essence. A lot of words there, Ben, but just the fact that you've, you're quelling your vices, nice. Jack then came in to say, damn, that was heavy. I think that was the suicide talk. Ben then went on to say, Adam, I'm so past the living for the externals. I know I'm a slave to many things, i.e. my phone and many others, but in knowing I am working to conquer myself. Yeah, your master to slave relationship is key. What are you master of and what masters you? What are you enslaved by? What do you enslave? I know that sounds a bit dark. What do you enslave? But you can view that in a healthy way. It's like I enslave my ego. But how many of us enslave our egos and how many of us are slave to the ego? There you go. Ben High then went on to drop another $5 super chat. So that's $15 total. Thank you so much, B. With a Shiba Inu doing a jab cross, a left, right, doing some karate. Thank you so much, Ben. I really appreciate that. And uh, he went on to say that may the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021 be full of growth, realization, and even loftier heights of spectacular growth. Much peace, love, and joy to you all. Tony had said, beautifully said, sent to you. Okay. That's amazing, Ben. Thank you so much for bringing that love to everyone, the super chat to everyone. We're almost uh, grateful to you and most appreciated to you. We'll wrap this up with Tonio because Tonio dropped a super chat and he just had a quick question and we'll get out of here in the first ever five hour plus session. How about that, son? Tonio comes in saying, just a quick question. I think you once mentioned and he dropped a, I think it was $1 something, $1.50, uh, $1.39, whatever it was, uh, euros, saying, just a quick question. I think you once mentioned that you regularly practice chanting. Can you elibor- elaborate a bit more on that? Also, how are you feeling in life right now? <laughs> That's not a quick question. <laughs> the, the chanting is, but how are you feeling in life? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I can make it quick though. So, uh, to, so I, regular is a stretch. So I've done one chanting session which was absolutely mind-blowing, stream psychedelic experience. 
Uh, if you go to my Instagram, you scroll down a little bit, you'll see a group with a couple of women and me sitting on the floor. You can watch a recap of that Chanti experience at Ui Tang Wan, double O-Y Tang Wan on Instagram. Uh, that was psychedelic and that was really awesome. I did discuss it in a podcast as well within social Q&A. Uh, that was absolutely amazing. And I actually got invited to do chanting this week. However, uh, I was going to go to another chanting session this week. However, there's going to be a drum circle on the beach, which I think I'm going to go to instead. So, But that guy does regular ch- chanting, so I'll be going to more in the future. And I've been doing a lot of chanting in the sauna as well. It's, it's, just, it's just some shit. Like it's some deeply primal shit that will scare your neighbors to the moon. They think someone's fucking dying when you're like going into the depths of an om. You go into the depths of an om in the sauna, and it's like they think you're they think you're gonna die. Uh, hang on a second, someone's just at the front. Hang on a second. Let me let me just because we'll wrap up. We'll wrap up on this. Hang on. Oh, good. Yeah, let's go through the garage. Oh, good. We're just about to wrap up. Someone's just about to come in, but I think the garage is open anyway. Uh, so yeah, regular chanting. Can I elaborate on that? Basically, it's a psychedelic experience in which that you use the chants like Om or very different, uh, various different uh, yogic uh, mantras, and you use it to get into such a space in which that you don't know that you're really alive anymore deletion of self but i mentioned a quote uh antonio in last week's bowl sip this is a quote by sung sun and i just want to bring this up because it's actually really important with the chanting that actually the chance itself is not what you're after it's the experience the chant induces the chanting is not so what you're actually chanting is not so important let me get this for you there's a great quote uh, hang on, where is it? It's Bolsit 59. Where's Bolsit 59? <laughs> is, here we go. Bolsit 59. There's a quote by Zen Master Sung San, Korean Zen Master Sung San, in which that, scrolling down here, he says, Taoist chanting, sorry, Taoist chanting, Confucian chanting, Christian chanting, Buddhist chanting don't matter. Chanting Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola can be just as good if you keep a clear mind. But if you don't keep a clear mind and are only following your thinking as you mouth the words, even the Buddha cannot help you. That was a quote that I put in last week's bullshit and in the uh, quotes of wisdom over on boldoja.com. So, Tonio, the point with the chanting is that it's not about the actual chants themselves. It's about the state it leads you into. And when you're with like 20 other people, it's very psychedelic. I, you can just do it on your own though, and it's pretty awesome as well. Um, now, to, find, to answer the final question, how are you feeling in life right now? Uh, joy. Extreme joy. Extreme joy to be able to do what I do with you guys here. Extreme joy in a legendary session that went for five hours plus. Uh, extreme joy uh, for all of you that, that are looking to learn. Like that's really inspirational to me, Tonio, is that those of you that are willing to learn, because it means that the world is not forsaken. It means that the, the, as bad as things are in 2020 with the, the fear-mongering, with the COVID situation, with the divisions of ideology, political, sexual, everything, religious, as bad as 
people can be and as evil as things can get, as much as 800,000 people a year want to commit suicide. And imagine how bad life must be for that. And when you just turn on the news, car crashes, people dying, people getting murdered here, left and right, right? There's a, there's a story going on in Australia right now, Tonya, in which that a young couple, a woman and a man and their three children were set on fire in a house. And it's just like, that is some sadistic shit. So as bad as things can be, the fact that anyone wants to improve themselves, that's like, that's what's at the core of my heart. Because it means that the world is not truly forsaken. If, if there is someone out there that wants to improve themselves and then by doing so improve their relations with others, it only takes one of you to improve the lives of so many others outside of yourself just by the way that you smile, just by the way that you take care of others. And that, that means that the world itself is not truly forsaken. As, as as many people will cross the threshold of of respect and of of true principle and they cross that threshold into having forsaken themselves and become beings of extreme darkness as long as someone exists within the light there's always a way back for those in the dark so that's that's why I never lose hope I never lose hope for life I never lose hope for the world because as long as someone's out there trying to do good that's it. Not everyone's forsaken. Only when everyone has forsaken themselves, that's when that's when there's, we may as well all just end it. That's when you may as well just uh, turn your keys and launch the bombs. But as long as there's someone who's still in that light, who still thinks we could still do, still improve, still get better in life, still make the world a better place, like that's. I know it might sound ridiculous for me, uh, but for me, it's like I'll, I'll never stop pushing that way. As long as I've always said this, and we'll, we'll end this session here. This is what social Q&A is about. As long as someone wants to learn, I will always be here. Whether it's in this form, whether it's in this frequency, who knows. But Or doing what I'm going to do. As long as someone wants to learn, I'll find a way. And so I thank you, Tonya, for asking that question. How am I feeling in life right now? Inspired and joyous that at least there's someone. I know there's some people out there that have not forsaken themselves, that have not given in to the fear of the world and are still moving forward. I hope that's one of you, Tonio. I thank all of you. I thank all of you in the super chat. And, uh, well, hang on a second. We've got another super chat. I was just about to wrap the session there. Uh, Jack donates a $10 super chat saying, what would you say to a newbie going through beginnings of cold approach? And I'm just starting to go out and it's been pretty rough these first few weeks. appreciate what you do. (laughs) Uh, Don't mean to keep you late. Just need some quick motivation. No worries, Jack. No worries, because that's a that's a big super chat, and I'll honor that. And this is a legendary session. I was actually just about to wrap it up on Tonio's, but I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, so I will do this for sure. However, guys, let's make that the last super chat. We'll make Jazz the last super chat, even though that was pretty fucking inspirational. How I was just about to end things on uh, Tonio's. That's okay. I'll be here. It's funny because that's actually what I'll say. I'll be here if Jack wants to know about. He's a newbie in cold approach. Hey, let's do it. So Jack's $10 super chat saying, what would you say to a newbie going through the beginnings of cold approach? I'm just starting to go out and it's been a few pretty, it's been pretty rough these first few weeks. I appreciate what you do. What I'd say this is to you, Jay. Number one, why are you doing it? I need, what I recommend if you're one of my clients is that I'll get you to start a journal in Evernotes. And first off, first page in that journal should be your intent for why you're doing it a full excavation of your intent. 
I'm not going to tell you what your intent should be, but it's very important for you to understand why you're doing what you're doing. Otherwise, you will not last, be it for dark or light reasons. Either way, if you don't understand what you're doing, you, you've already, you're already fucked up, essentially. So know why you're doing to begin with. From that point on, understand how you're going to do it, what you're going to be doing. I would rather you as a beginner not do anything at all versus doing the wrong thing. If you're going to go out and start practicing incorrect reps, that is worse than no reps. It is very hard to correct the wrong way of doing something than to teach someone the right way of doing it. So we don't have time right now, but I have an entire podcast dedicated for you, which is called A Full Guide to Going Out Solo, either in the day or night. That will give you the tactics of how to go out correctly. We don't have time for that right now. That's an entire podcast involved itself. But this is what I'm saying to you is that uh, I would rather you be in the right direction, moving the right direction from the beginning than to just go flying blind. With that being said, there are three keys that you need to know as an absolute beginner to maximize your growth and your development in cold approach. Number one, relentless action. Number two, accurate feedback and sound awareness of yourself, self-awareness. And part three, sound guidance. If you miss any three of those keys, you are only hindering your growth and you make the journey way more painful and way longer than it needs to be. Okay, so what does relentless action mean? That means that as an absolute beginner, you should be in a 30-day challenge, which means every single day going out, I discussed this more in-depthly in full guide to going out solo, but every single day for 30 days in a row, minimum five direct interactions a day, optimally 10, breaking them all down through audio interactions in a journal, positive improvements to make, yada, 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 how to run the 30-day challenge in the full guide to going out solo, all described it. So that's relentless action. And that's just to excavate what you're so bad at, your inadequacies. Then action blocks will be devised after that to target what you learned from that 30-day challenge. So relentless action though. This will not happen in your armchair. Part two, accurate feedback. Uh, You need to be recording all of your interactions via audio. You cannot rely on your subjective mind to remember what happened those interactions. And I've said this before a thousand times. I would much rather you do 10 interactions across a week but they're all recorded, we can break them all down, then for you to go and do 100 interactions, no audio recordings, and we rely on your emotional memory to get the lessons from them. And then if I had two people, I'll take the guy who can only do 10 interactions a week, but we can break down them all, replay them all, versus the guy who does 100, but he's just banging his head against the wall, making the same mistakes repeatedly. So accurate feedback is key for development. Part three, Sound guidance. I don't care who you go to. I'm not even saying going to me. But if you acknowledge that this is an area of development that you need, then you need sound guidance. What is sound guidance? Someone who is at least at least five years, but preferably more, further down the journey than you, that is qualified to coach. That is qualified that has, has years of experience, not only his own journey, it's not also years of experience in coaching others and theirs. Right? That has been in different locations as optimally. I would, I would look for a coach that has traveled internationally, been to different countries, run boot camps, coach different clients or different age ranges from, from literally from 12-year-olds to 45-year-olds. I mean, that's my age space anyway. But from 12-year-olds to 45-year-olds, right? That, that has such an body that can know that whatever you deal with, you know that this is not the first time him seeing that, that he can see your patterns, 
and help you out with that. Can break down your feedback for you and help you to learn what's going on there. Devise the action plans as a result to make sure that you don't waste unnecessary time or financial resources that you didn't need to. Right? That's sound guidance. You, I'm not, and most. By the way, I read very carefully there to say, don't come to me. And I'm saying, you don't need to come to me. Just find someone. That's what a good coach is. A good coach who can provide sound guidance has all those things that I just said, which of course I do have. Otherwise, I wouldn't be a coach. But I'm not saying you have to come to me. People, different people work with different people. So, uh, But if you don't have those three things as a beginner in 2020, it's like you're only hurting yourself. Could you still learn social dynamics without relentless action? Accurate self-feedback and awareness and also sound guidance? Yeah, of course you could. If you're missing one key, could you still develop? Yeah. If you're missing two keys, could you still develop? Yeah, you could. But why would you sacrifice any of them? Why not do all three and maximize your journey as efficiently as possible? As a beginner, that's what I'd say to you. As a podcast for you to watch after this and for because there won't be another social Q&A until, at least until next year, uh, go back and watch... The Full Guide to Go Out. The Full Guide to Going Out solo. It's a social Q&A. It's probably about 20 episodes ago. It's But just go into the playlist. You'll find it. And that'll give you more specific tactics on when you do go out specifically. In terms of warm-up, in terms of solo, day or night. It's there. That's for you. We'll finish it there. That's the end of the session. Thank you very much for your uh, super chat. Ben, ah. Uh, Oh, Kakashi had come in saying, who's another World Bowl group member, saying, y'all went long on for this one. Can't wait to go back and watch. Ben High then saying, this is one for the ages. There is always hope, Adam. I believe in you. Well, because you believe in me, that means I believe in you. If you have belief, that means I believe in you. That's why life's worth living. What comes in saying, thank you. Thank you for being here. What? Distrakon says, thanks for dropping that knowledge. Aldehyde Kai. I don't even know what that means, but no worries. And it's been real. My friends... It's been an absolute year. It's been an absolute year. We've done uh, 52. This is the 53rd podcast this year on this channel. Uh, however, they haven't all been social Q&As. There's been a few BDPs in there. So we've done roughly 45, 48 social Q&As this year. Basically every week, barring a few couple of weeks off when we change seasons. That's intense. That's intense. I've never done so many podcasts on this channel in one year. You know, when we did BDPs, they would be roughly every two weeks, maybe every three weeks, sometimes once every four weeks. But this has been something that I've been very committed to this year, and it's because of you guys. It's because you guys message me with such raw stories on Instagram, uh, on bulldozer.com, because you guys come in here and you're so engaged in the class Q&A, because you DM me with feedback, because you drop comments on the videos, because you support the videos with thumbs up and all that different stuff. You share them with your friends. You know... uh, you, you, you come back to me and you tell me that you learned something from it. That's why I've been doing them so consistently, so regularly. And for those of you that go to the next level and you donate Super Chats, which is your actual hard-earned dollars, hard-earned dollars to support what's going on here. And I don't forget about those of you that also donate through PayPal or on Bordoja.com directly through the website at Bordoja Podcast. Uh, for those of you that uh, actually send financial, that we used to only do this with the Logitech webcam and uh, my old USB plug-in mic, but this year, the video quality, audio quality, it's all stepped up because of your guys' support. The show runs because of you guys, and I cannot thank you all enough for your engagement. And 
And yeah, as Jose asked, what's going to happen in 2021? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this is the last episode of season five. And that's why I said, uh, and I'm not going to do it. I need to take some time back and a step back, re- recal- recalibrate where we're at in terms of uh, the, the journey. And we'll be back in 2021, definitely with a bowl. There might be some videos before the end of the year. It won't be social Q&As. But anyways, even if this was the last social q and I don't think it is. But even if it was, this year's been an absolute wrap. It's been incredible. And I thank you to all of you that have made it live here or there uh, at different times. It's meant the most to me. So let's saddle up and we'll finish off as we always do. <sighs> Wishing you all the best in your lives. Much peace and much joy. Yeah. Thank you very much, my friends, for diving into this episode of Social Q&A Live. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a great time. And just before you run off, don't forget, that guide to meditation, Eternal Energy, has now been released, now available at boldojo.com. Dive into who you are and evolve beyond. You can also pick up the ebook, book one-on-one Skype coaching, all at boldojo.com. Donate anything you wish through the PayPal links or the Boldojo podcast uh, donation link. All of that's tremendously appreciated. And I'd also love your feedback on this session. Whether you want to... Actually, I'd most appreciate your feedback on the actual YouTube videos itself. If you go into YouTube, drop your comments there. That's probably the best way. It really just helps support the channel. And I always... uh, I actually source the next episodes of Social Q&A from the previous episodes of Q&A. I often just look at the comments and often find really good uh, ideas for topics there. So if you got a suggestion for a future Social Q&A that we can kick things off with... Just head over to the YouTube channel at The Bowl and uh, drop it down there. Get engaged, subscribe to the channel, support what's going on here. And that would be uh, tremendously appreciated. With that being said, I wish you all the absolute best in your lives. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.